Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Elevate Within Parsha podcast. This week's Parsha is Parsha's Noah. And I want to begin with two powerful questions, followed by an important idea which I feel we can really use and utilize in our lives. And the question I want to ask is why was Avraham, the first patriarch, the first of the Avos of the Jewish people, and not Noah? Noah was definitely one of the founding fathers. The Torah praises Noah in a way unparalleled anywhere in Tanakh. It describes him as Noah ish tzaddik, tamim haya bedorosav, esa elokim hisalel Noah. Noah was a completely righteous man. He was perfect. He was wholesome in his generation. Noah walked with Hashem himself. Noah is the only individual in all of Tanakh described as a tzaddik, as a righteous person. So then why is it Noah mentioned as one of the figures we look up to? If he's not one of the Avos, if he's not one of the patriarchs, then at least he should be one of the Ushpizin that visit us on Sukkot. Why is he missing from the Jewish Hall of Fame? And the second question I want to ask is that Noah's introduction is full of expectations. We have buzzwords like tzaddik, he was a righteous person, tamim, he was wholesome, perfect. Yet at the end of the Parsha, we read the last scene of his life. And says the verse in chapter 9, Pasuk 20, Vayechal Noach Isha Adama Vayita Kerem Vayesht Minayayin Vayishkar Vayiskal Betoch Ahalo Noach planted a vineyard, he drank the wine and became drunk and lay uncovered in his tent. His own children, Shame and Yefes, can't hide the embarrassment they felt knowing this sole human being worthy of being rescued had now become debased. And the question I want to ask is what happened? Noah was on such a high level. He was flying high. He was doing so well. What happened at the end that he completely disconnected and disengaged from everything? So I want to take a quick look at the reaction of Avraham compared to Noah after they witnessed the destruction and how they responded to the situation which they were faced with. Both Avraham and Noah witnessed unbearable destruction. Noah witnessed all of humanity known to him destroyed apart from his immediate family. Every person he knew was wiped out. Avram also witnessed the destruction of the five cities, Sodom, Gemara, Adma, Zavoim, Zoar. Avram pleaded and challenged Hashem to save them. What if there are 50 righteous people? What if there's 40? But at the end, he too witnessed their destruction. And the question is, what did they do immediately after witnessing that destruction? Noah, when the flood ends, the world is turned over, and you can just imagine Noah pops out of the teva, and he's like, Jason, no answer. Andrew, no answer. Shmuley, Shaniqua, anybody there, nothing. There is nobody left. Everything is completely wiped out. His home, where he lived, the cities, the people, everything is gone. What does he do? Says the Pasuk in chapter 9, Pasuk 20, he planted a vineyard to make wine. He got out of the craziest 40 days in the ark 
and all he could think about was, I need a bottle of Cab Saf. He needed a moment to disconnect from the world, to numb the traumatic emotions that he was going through. Avram, on the other hand, right after witnessing destruction, what does he do? He plants an eshel. What is an eshel? Says Rashi. Eshel is an acronym for Achila, Shtia, Levi. He opened a house of chesed, the first community center. Drinks on tap, hot food all day, open door policy, made everyone feel a sense of importance and belonging by walking them out of the door. Oh, and he taught a little bit of Torah on the side as well. He used the difficulty of the emotions he was feeling to bring more connection to other people and bring people to come Come closer to Hashem. Both Avram and Noah lived at a time when nobody got it. The world was pagan. They were misled. The land was filled with Hamas. But Noah's attitude was, I'm going to seclude myself and disengage. Avram's attitude was, I'm going to go ahead, heal, and be the change I want to see. We cannot judge Noah for even an instant. The trauma and deep inner pain he went through witnessing the destruction of the world as he knew it was unthinkable. His choice to reach for the bottle and disengage was definitely warranted. But what we are saying is that he didn't merit to become a patriarch. The response we as Jews look to emulate in our Jewish Hall of Fame is the Avraham response to connect and build our shattered world. We are currently going through one of the most difficult destructions of our lifetimes. The atrocities are unbearable to think about. The death and destruction is so painful. The state of the captives is horrendous. The pictures of the body bags leaves us crying out in desperation. But the main question is, how are we reacting to the destruction? Some people will seek to build themselves and the world around them from it. Others will seek to disconnect from themselves and the world around them. The Torah wants us to develop an Avram Avinu response, to build an Eshel, to reach out and use this as an opportunity to connect and develop ourselves anew. The Jewish halacha, the Jewish law states that you may only tear down and destroy a shul, a house of worship, if you plan on building a new one in its place. The halacha states that this may only be done if two conditions are met. One, the new building has to be superior in size and beauty, etc., to be allowed to be torn down. And the second condition is that the new building's construction must begin immediately and must be pursued day and night so that it will not remain unused even for a short time. From here, we learn a powerful lesson about beginning life anew. When we face destruction, we should strive for an even bigger and better new reality, and we should pursue it right away without waiting or idling around. I want to give a few practical mindset tools for being able to develop the Avram Avinu response and hopefully using the current devastation as an opportunity to build something greater for Klai Yisrael. The first tool is to overcome the anxiety and despair by taking a step back and looking at the big picture. The natural response after witnessing the destruction that we've just witnessed is to only focus on the crumbled mess that lies at our feet. It's all we can focus on. 
an important step to rebuilding is to step back for a moment and take in the entire landscape. Look at your life up until this point, the experiences you've had, the resilience you've characterized, the lessons you've learned. We are only given challenges. The creator knows we can overcome and we have what it takes to overcome this. The second tool I wanna share is to stay connected to others. Trauma and depression thrives in isolation. When we connect with people, with family, with friends, with acquaintances, when we share and tap into connection and hope, then we lift each other up. Part of rebuilding life is to make the conscious effort to connect to others. And the third tool I wanna share is to find the opportunities. When you hear a bulldozer smashing down a building, yes, you hear destruction, but you also hear construction. And Nesiva Shalom writes about this idea a lot that a seed has to completely decompose before it can finally sprout forth and produce a new plant. Hashem is telling us that we need to break down what we currently have in order to achieve new heights. Don't focus on what can't be, focus on what can. This week has been like stepping out of the teva. And the question is, will we set out to repair our own life, to help repair the lives of others, to strive to champion Hashem's cause and bring purpose to the world? Or will we disengage, feel only the pain of the destruction and try to numb the hard, difficult emotions we're feeling? Hashem wants us to emulate Avram Avinu, to lean in to the emotions we're feeling, to connect with others, and to try to build no matter how many times he had to move, fight, or start anew. Hashem wants us to use this as an opportunity to build ourselves anew, to reach out to others and show we care, to connect closer to the nation we've been so blessed to be a part of, to give to them, to show that we as the Jewish people can get over our differences, and to mark this and all future time with unwavering unity. Invite somebody over for Shabbos this week. Voice note someone you know and tell them you're thinking of them. Try to spend a little extra time with the people you know. Daven your heart out to Hashem and feel His closeness. And let's build the Jewish people into the exemplary nation we're meant to be. Hashem should grant us a speedy redemption. The captive should be returned to Israel in a state of joy and eternal happiness. Pain and anguish should leave the Jewish people. Wishing you all a restorative Shabbos.